Hey friends, you know that I'm all about leading you to things that make life easier and more fun, and I came across something to add to your list of happies. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that Thomas and I just upgraded to a king bed, and wow, 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 why did we wait so long? Not to mention our queen-size mattress was a hand-me-down from a college friend of Thomas's, so you can imagine it wasn't very luxury. The road to finding our mattress was quite a journey, and we weren't really sure which to purchase, what was necessary, you know, adult things. But then we happened across Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, hot sleeper, feel like a plush or a firm bed, with Helix there's no more confusion and no more compromising on an average mattress. The good news is, is that there's no risk. You have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I promise you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for Behind the Bliss listeners at helixsleep.com bliss. That's helixsleep.com bliss for up to $200 off and to take your two-minute customizing quiz. You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. I cannot wait to dive into today's conversation. It is an amazing one with Diane Jago. She has written a book called A Holy Pursuit, How the Gospel Frees Us to Follow and Lay Down Our Dreams. I don't know about you, but I feel like the world has thrown so many messages at me through Pinterest, through Facebook, through even just like random jargon in the media that's like, follow your heart, follow your dreams, chase your dream, all the things. And while yes, I want to agree with this message, I also have to know that my heart is fleeting, that the desires of my heart have been given to me from the Lord. So at the same time, what does it look like to lay down my dreams and my passions? What does the Bible have to say about all of it? Well, lucky for us, Diane Jago knows all about this topic as she's written a book about it, has had a few dreams shifted within her own life as well. It's led her to now be a chief editor of a magazine called The Deeply Rooted Magazine. And the story is quite funny on how she even got to that, where she originally started out with another dream planted inside of her heart. She was okay with the Lord doing something different with her life. And wow, I am so grateful for it because it's led her to not only have the magazine, but to write this book and then join us for a podcast episode today. Day. So without further ado, let's dive into today's conversation with Diane. You have one of the coolest perspectives on something that I feel like is such a hot topic, and that is following your heart, following your dreams, and all the things. I think that the perspective that you have and this book that you've written that I can't wait to talk about just carries such a biblical in between of the tension between what the world's telling us and what I feel like the church is telling us. So just kind of to give people a sneak peek about all the things that you are. There's one big like golden nugget of who Diane is. She's basically a genius, but I want you to maybe give us an idea of who you are and what your everyday looks like, especially these days. Yeah. So my name is Diane Jago and I am a military wife turning into a pastor's wife. Um, We're transitioning out of the military lifestyle and my husband is serving at our local church here in Pensacola, Florida. And we have three kids 
Um, and we moved here in Pensacola last July. So our life looks different in that we're staying at home with everyone else during this quarantine. But we've been so blessed to live just like a few minutes from the beach and to be by water. So we spent a lot of our time outside and trying to do the distance learning with the kids. And um, I also run a magazine called Deeply Rooted. And we started that six years ago through a crowdfunding campaign. And that's all about glorifying God in womanhood. And so we put out an issue once a year. So right now, outside of like home duties and spending time with the kids. It's just putting together this next issue, which we'll release in June. So cool. I love magazines. That's like whenever I was little and someone asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would always say a magazine editor. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not doing anything close to that now. That's cool. I get to talk to one. <laughs> it's always, that's like, that's how it is for me too. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a cashier because I just thought it was so cool to scan items. Yeah. And so now I'm making a magazine totally opposite. <laughs> Yeah. Or people are like, Barbie. I'm like, oh, kind of. Like, <laughs> we'll see how we can make that work. Yeah. Wait, is um magazine in print or is it all online or do you do both? So it, it's in print. Yeah. And it's, that. yeah, it's an annual publication. As I said, um, it, we have topics that range from like theology 101. So we'll dive into different types of doctrine and how that applies to our everyday living. And then there's also some lighthearted stuff with interviews and recipes and DIYs. Okay. I love that. Yes. I want to link all of this in the show notes too. So people that want to get their hands on the next, I almost just said next episode. <laughs> That's how much stuck in podcast world I am <laughs> on, the, on the next magazine. They can get their hands on it. But I, I think it's so cool you're also a military wife, obviously, because that's definitely the life that I live too. And we've had other military wives reach out. And they're like, please bring another military wife on the show. Because <laughs> we had Brie McCoy on, and she is one as well. Okay. And us three, we got to stick together. What branch does your husband serve in? He So he was active duty Air Force for 13 years. Now he's in the National Guard. Um, but he'll be yes. phasing out of that at the end of the year. But once you're a military wife, I feel like you're always, you have that mindset for the rest of your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. For the rest of it. Well, yeah, he, he's actually, you know, it's funny just talking about like timing and all the things like uh, we're recording it and he's in training now, but by the time your episode comes out, he won't be in training anymore. So that's what I'm clinging <laughs> to is I'm like, we're so close. We're so close. Uh, I'm going to listen back on this episode and be like, oh, we did it. We did yeah. it. Yeah. So that's why it's bringing me a little bit of joy. <laughs> totally. I want to talk more about this idea of like dreaming and following your heart. Mm-hmm. We hear the world say, follow your heart, chase your dreams, like do what makes you happy. But then we also have the church that's saying, no, lay down all your expectations, your dreams, your passions. And so there has to be some kind of in-between or else, I don't know, I feel like I, I am such a dreamer. And such like a dream chaser. Mm-hmm. And I'd go about it with prayer, absolutely. But I would be crushed if someone told me, like, lay down all your dreams and don't make a move mm-hmm. until dot, dot, dot. And I, I kind of want to hear this amazing perspective that you have and that you wrote about in your book, A Holy Pursuit, um, which is all about, yeah, like, what does the gospel have to say mm-hmm. about following and laying down our dreams? Yeah. So how did you even get this get this idea Maybe like you sat down one day and you're like, you know, what? I feel held back by my dreams or I feel like this message is being told too often. Like, what was your starting point of saying like, you know, what? I have to write a book about this? A few years ago, um, I was on a different podcast interview and the topic was on following dreams, pursuing a dream. And so it was kind of centered around how I started Deeply Rooted Magazine. And so from there, um, just this 
I started noticing it everywhere. Just in the, like you said, in the messaging of our culture, you go on social media, you're sure to find some beautifully hand-lettered quote that says, you know, follow your heart, chase your dreams. And so I got really tired of seeing that messaging and also seeing personal friends, even myself, just feeling the weight and the tension of knowing that, okay, I'm a Christian and I know I'm called to follow God with my to love him with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, but I also have desires within me. And so what does it look like when we live in this world that's basically tying your identity and telling you you only have purpose when you're making a difference or you're chasing after your dreams? And so um, early, even before I was doing the magazine, my dream was wedding photography. I really, my heart was set on that. I was sure that's what God had called me to do. And after um, just, you know, being a military wife, you have to move around. You, They tell you to have a portable career. So for a lot of the time yeah. that as a military wife, I felt like I was, you know, serving and loving my husband and supporting his dream. And so moving around and having to start that, you know, wedding photography back up all over again in an entirely different area was difficult. And so I really wrestled with like, why am I, what is my purpose? What am I here for? And I had to get through a lot of selfish feelings. Um, And then I found out a year after getting married that we were pregnant with my son. And so there was another calling thrust upon me to be a mom (laughs) where I'm having to serve another direction, serve and love someone else. And so I'm so grateful for motherhood and just the way that God used that to really just, again, reveal my heart, to humble me and to show me that um, one, there's more to life than just serving myself and doing things for myself. But Um, there's a lot of moms out there who also feel that tension and it's like they have creative things that they want to pursue or they went to school for something and now they're at home with their kids. And of course, we all love our children, but you're right. Like, how do we navigate these tensions? How do we find balance in it? So bringing it back to the gospel is what it was the heart behind my book. Like as Christians, we know that we're called to follow Jesus. And what does that look like? It means laying down ourselves. It means surrendering who we are to be conformed into his image. And so um, does that mean that you have to lay down all of your dreams? I think initially we like we're seeking his will. When we look at Jesus in the garden right before he died on the cross, he gave God his desires and said, Lord, if it's your will, please, or no, before he said that, he was like, take this cup from me. He expressed his desire, but then he said, not my will, but yours be done. And that ultimately should be our attitude as Christians is, God, these are the things that I'm passionate about, but ultimately I want to seek what you want from me. I want to follow your path, the story that you've written for me. And so this book was meant to just be a resource to help the, the man or the woman navigate okay, what is it? I have these dreams in my heart. What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to follow dreams as a Christian? And what are some practical um, steps and things that I can take away to kind of navigate how I should pursue a dream? Or maybe we're being called not to pursue a dream. Maybe we need to surrender it. And so I think that's kind of the unique approach that I took when I wrote it is that there's not this one size fits all plan. Every person's story, it's not copy and paste. It's going to look a little bit different but I just want to offer some wisdom. And there's a chapter where I write some discerning questions to kind of help you navigate through your own personal journey process. Yeah. I want to talk more about that one size fits all because I think it's so easy, especially as a woman to listen to this or to see other people chase their careers and really like be killing it. Girl boss to the max. (laughs) And then I'm over here like, oh man, if I only had 
the time, the resources, like the person that would support me in this, the fill in the blank. And I can get so stuck in this place because I'm seeing her success mm-hmm. and wanting it for my own. But I think the one size fits all is, is such a beautiful one size does not fit all in this is such a beautiful reminder that it's not it's you can't compare because that's not fair for yourself or fair for her. And so can you maybe elaborate on this idea of the one size fits all when it comes to dreaming? Yeah, I think many people, just like you had said, I mean, I've been there myself where I'm scrolling on social media and I see, especially if you're looking at someone in the same industry, you want that same success. You want that copy and paste kind of um, like she has all these things. Why don't I have it? I think we often forget one that every person's life is totally different where she may be thriving in her industry. There may be personal things that she's going through that we would never want to walk through ourselves. Um, And so we can't look at the highlight reel and assume we just, I think what it comes down to is we want everyone's highlight reels and we could just conglomerate it into one giant, like awesome lifestyle. (laughs) But when we look throughout scripture, there's a lot of people who have been called to walk really hard paths. And those hard things always bring God glory. The areas of weakness and the the areas um, where we are, where people in scripture are really struggling. Those are the places where God's power is made perfect. And Paul says himself that he rejoices in the fact that he has his weakness because he can boast all the more in Jesus Christ and the strength that he has from God in there. And so one thing that I wrote about in the book is just this idea that we need to even surrender our idea and our definition of what success looks like. We need to stop defining it by our follower counts. We need to stop defining it by um, however many clients we have or whatever is your current definition. We need to define success by knowing that our end goal in this life is to stand before God and to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. A successful life is one that um, trusts in Christ, recognizes that he is our hope, he is our security, that we don't need to do anything else that gives us salvation. He's done that for us. He's paid the price for us. And so um, there's nothing more that we can do on this earth that will make him love us more. There's nothing more that we can do that will give us that right standing that will count us righteous or holy. Jesus already did that for us. And so we're free to let go of these standards that we have and to trust that God will entrust us with what he chooses to entrust us with. And that um, we can just stop comparing because we're free to rest in the life that God has called us to and what he's chosen to portion out to us. Yes, it's also true. I, I, Completely agree. And I think too, just your story and even how deeply rooted came about when you originally had this idea to be a photographer and you really wanted to take pictures of people. And then it changed and morphed from marriage to lifestyle to motherhood into something like deeply rooted. Mm-hmm. And how neat is it that God uses what we might see as like maybe obstacles, maybe plan B's, maybe even just like a different, like a redirection than we thought we were going to be heading mm-hmm. to give us this, I don't, like this dream that's specifically made and crafted for us that maybe we wouldn't have originally picked out for ourselves, yeah. like deeply rooted. Is that kind of the journey that you had to go on to find and to really say yes to this idea of deeply rooted magazine? Yeah. I, my heart was so set on wedding photography and I don't know if you're a journaler or not, but I was. And if you were to look back at those journals, it's <laughs> embarrassing, like how much I obsessed over this dream, how I had 
tied my identity to it. And so with every client that I didn't book, like my mood went with that. Like I just, I feel bad for my husband in our early years of marriage because I just, I was very lost and I I wasn't resting in who I was in Christ. And so finally, thankfully we have the Holy Spirit to convict us. And, um, I just started having ears to hear and recognizing like, I, this is an unhealthy obsession with this career that I'm, I have my heart set on and surrendering that to the Lord and just the Lord basically saying, you need to be content with what I've given you now, because if you're not content with this, what makes you think you'll be content when you reach whatever status it is that you want? And he really lifted the veil from my eyes and made me realize like, even the people that are at these like top tiers of success that I am admiring and aspiring to be, they're probably looking up the career ladder and aspiring to be like someone else. They're probably not going to take a picture and feel satisfied. Like, you know what? That was the shot that I want. I'm, I'm done. They're, they're probably not going to set their camera down and be content. And so when our contentment rests in the Lord, just learning to um, find joy in his word and to rest in who he is and what he's given to me to see the everyday blessings for what they are, that was a game changer for me. And so I surrendered that dream and in the meantime, though, I did feel this creative tension where I was like, okay, Lord, I have this love for photography. I, I love being a mom now. I mean, this was years later, but I've developed a love for your word. Like, what would you like me to do with this? And there was really no answer for a few years. It was, I ended up, I think, starting the magazine after my second child. We had gotten stationed in Fort Benning, Georgia, but there was an idea in my heart at that time to take this love for photography, to take the love of God's word and to put that into a magazine format. And um, we did a crowdfunding campaign just to kind of uh, decide, Lord, if you if you want us to pursue this dream, then the crowdfunding campaign will be a success. We'll make enough money for the first issue, but if not, close the door. And so going into starting that dream, I had a totally different mindset than what I did when I did wedding photography. So um, yeah, it's it's really cool when I look back at it because had I just kept my eyes fixed on this career in photography, I would have completely missed out on this incredible opportunity to make a magazine and eventually write a book. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And how one step leads you to the next when you're in, when you're in a place of obedience. Yes. And saying, yes. like you were saying earlier, like Jesus in the garden, take this cup, but have your will. Yeah. And it's it's so interesting hearing you say this because, like, subconsciously, totally not on purpose, my husband and I sort of followed this formula. We didn't really know what we were doing. But when he decided to follow an aviation career, we kind of were like, oh, my gosh, we don't well, – I don't know if this is – I don't know if this is what the Lord has for me and how much of an investment emotionally, financially, spiritually mm-hmm. are we going to have to make to even figure out if this is it. And so I feel like also it can be so intimidating starting from the beginning when you have like a big dream or you really feel like this calling has been placed on your heart. Oh, but if it's not it, how much am I going to waste? Mm-hmm. Or you have the people that are in the limbo and they're like, I don't know what my calling is. I don't really have a dream at the moment. Like I'm just trying to survive mm-hmm. and get food on the table for my family right now. And I feel like those people also are sitting in this lie that like, oh, I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm wasting my life. Um, and I can be one of those people. Absolutely. So what would you say to that woman who might be believing if she doesn't have a next step, if she doesn't have a dream in mind, or she just feels completely overwhelmed that she's wasting this moment? I would say that we have every opportunity to glorify God, whether you eat or drink, no matter what it is that you do, you can bring glory to God. And so when we have that mindset, 
and I think that this is what had changed making a magazine and eventually to writing a book is the recognize is the recognition that this is just like you said, it's another step of obedience. It's simply me giving God glory as I'm writing or as I'm making a magazine, but it's the same thing that I should be doing as I'm serving in my local church or as I'm serving within the walls of my home. Yes. So good. When, when we, again, it comes back to um, redefining our standards for success. And it, it took that couple years of motherhood and just the everyday, you know, what people would say is mundane activities to recognize that God can get glory in these things as I change diapers, as I stay up tirelessly every night, um, as I make my husband's lunch, all of those things. And having that mindset completely changes the way that we look at our everyday. And so right now we're in a season where most of us are called to stay home. Many people are having to surrender dreams because of you know COVID-19 and the quarantine and the stay-at-home orders. And so does that mean that we're not successful or we're not doing anything worthy of value within our homes. Hopefully we're not wasting our time within the walls of our homes right now. Hopefully we're seeing different opportunities to be able to reach out, love our neighbors in just creative ways at home. But anyways, so for the woman who feels like she's struggling, that she doesn't have any dreams, God's will is clearly outlined in scripture. And that's, like I said before, to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to spend time with him, to read his word, to pray for others, to pray for things like that his will would be done um, to be part of the local church body. And now that we're in quarantine, you know, as best as we can with streaming online churches and whatnot, but um, yeah. there's because our value and our success isn't defined by the things that we do. It's in our calling and who Christ is. Um, it's okay. If you're not chasing after a dream right now, we don't have to, there's nowhere in scripture that says we have to be doing that right now. Right. Oh yes. And I feel like too, I, I almost think that there is a specific woman that this message applies to. Like, I feel like this is the girl that is believing the hustle lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the girl that's believing the, like, you do you, follow your dreams, follow your heart, make it happen, like, figure out what you want. I've seen this before. Oh, and I cringed. <laughs> it said, figure out what you want in life and say no to all the things that aren't that. Oh, right. I was like, that's not how this works. I was like, if that happened, I would be a couch potato <laughs> eating Ben and Jerry's and I would never step foot outside. Yeah. What? No. I was just like, panic, panic, panic. So I feel like that there is such like a screamy message from both sides. And so how do you find that barometer? What's your measuring stick? Okay. Am I doing this practically mm-hmm. and biblically well? I think that our ultimate standard has to be scripture. And so we have to recognize what is it that we're filling our minds with. Every time we open up our phones, every time we turn on the TV, we're taking in some sort of messaging that the culture is trying to feed us. And it's not that we're going to sit there and read something, because I'm sure you read that message and you cringe and you're like, okay, I don't believe this truth, but... I wouldn't even call it truth, but I don't believe this, you know, what's being said before me. A little too (laughs) truth. But things like that, if we take enough in, it conditions us and it plants seeds in our hearts. And we might be strong one day, but two days down the road when we're back scrolling on our phones and looking at someone else's feed, maybe that idea has taken root. And um, it's something that we have to use the the word of God to eliminate. As we read through scripture and we condition our minds to the truth of God, I mean, there's a reason why he told the Israelites to write it over their doorpost, to bind it on themselves, like to have it continuously meditating on it day and night because of the fact that he recognized that when 
a people group or an individual strays from God and forgets the things that he's done and neglects him, they, those are the generations that end up turning to sin and falling away from him. And so I think what we see right now is a, is a culture and a world that ultimately rejects God. It's following their hearts. It's, you know, the scripture says that the heart is deceitful. And so um, it's chasing after lustful passions. It's chasing after selfish ambition. And so when we get back to scripture and we look at the word, we're reminded of what's true, what's worthy, what's pure. We're setting our mind on things above and we're filling our hearts with truth so that we can see a, a distinct difference um, in what the world is saying versus what God demands of us. Yeah. It's the taking every thought captive. Yes. And holding it true to what God has for us and being okay with saying like, oh, I would love to believe that message and I would love the excuse to like do what my heart wants to do in this moment, but reminding ourselves like, oh, my heart has led me astray so Hmm. many times. And I can remember, like I can recall all of those anytime I need to, Mm -hmm. trust me. But the moments that I think about how, like where God has led me, similar to you. I'm like, I would never have grown up being like, oh, I want a podcast or I would never. It's actually funny. I broke up with my husband um, when we were dating in high school because I didn't want to be a military wife. And here I am. And so it's funny because I'm like, okay, here we are in these situations and these circumstances and really a calling that the Lord's placed on yeah. our life that we would want to reject. Yeah. That we, if someone told us five years ago, Diane, Rachel, this is what your life would look like. I would laugh and think oh, that was not for me. <laughs> and similar to like David and Goliath, right? Like he was obedient in mm-hmm. tending a flock, wanting to fight the war, the really cool, bad, like cute war that all of his brothers were fighting and he was like, I would want to be one of those people, but I'm called to tend my sheep. But he did have an opportunity to go fight and he was the hero and became king because he was obedient Mm -hmm. by tending his sheep and then eventually bringing his brother sandwiches. You know, it's like you don't have to be the hero up front to be made the hero on the end. And like God has this, he wants that for you just as much as you would want it for yourself, if not more. Yeah. So what does it look like to be like, Lord, you know my dream. You know my heart. You know I would love to be a photographer. And he's mm-hmm. like, Diane, I have so much more for you than being a photographer that would work best for you and who you've been created to be. Yeah, you're so right. And I think thing is, is that in those moments, like when we think of David tending his sheep, God was doing a work in his heart to prepare him to be king later down the road. He pro- he likely had no idea until obviously he was called to do it. But he, even then, so when he was called, he had to wait a period before he actually was king. And so in those moments where yeah. we're sitting here and we have the dream stirring in our hearts and we're feeling like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, you know, I have these desires. You know, I want to do these things. Don't waste those moments. Take time to just let the Lord shape right. you and sanctify you. Cause yeah, you have no idea what he's preparing for you. And it might not look big by the world's definitions of big, but down the road, you'll be able to look back and see, man, he changed my heart. And I'm looking more like Jesus, not because of me, but because of him. Yeah. Oh, I love it. One of my friends, Jen Leslie, has the coolest analogy for wanting things or like having a dream or a desire in your heart. And like how we, like, I don't know, I operate really well off of analogies because sometimes it's just hard to wrap my head around (laughs) bigger ideas and concepts. And she said, it's like asking God for a unicorn, but you live in an apartment. (laughs) And he's like, I can't, (laughs) I, I can't give you a unicorn. Like, 
you're you literally have like a five by five back porch like where are we gonna put this thing and you're like i really need it now and he's like no like just trust me like in a few years you'll have a house that we can build a garden together we could build a backyard we could fence it in like trust me like there will be a time for your unicorn and i feel like there are moments in our lives where i'm like just so demanding Mm, and the lord is so sweet to give me the desire the way I've asked it and I get it and I'm like, Oh wait, you were so Mm -hmm. right. Like I should have waited for the backyard. Yep. And I just, I have so many of those stories. I would hate to have any more added to the collection (laughs) that now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait for a second until I get my unicorn. (laughs) And so some people like that's a career and some people their unicorn is a husband and some people it's, it's children and a family. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that we all are waiting on something. So this message of like following your, dreams and your heart versus laying it all down is something anyone can apply regardless if it's to their career Mm -hmm. or not we all have those dreams and desires totally um let's say someone picked up your book which i'm hoping everyone does because y'all it's amazing especially chapter six about being not being a filler wow (laughs) um but but what would you hope for someone reading it maybe speak directly to the girl that might go and pick this up like as the author of this book, my hope for you is... As the author of this book, my hope for you would be um, that you would walk away from it loving the Lord wholeheartedly, that there would be a passion stirred in you to get back into the Word and to recognize just your value, not because of who you are or what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done for you, and that you would have clarity with to know how to move forward with a dream, whether it's surrendering it, whether it's pressing pause on it, or whether it's following it, that you would have eyes to see that you have every opportunity to glorify God around you, and that there are incredible callings that we've been entrusted with to to do here on this earth, to love our neighbors, to share the gospel with other people, to be a light in our communities, and that you would be a woman who rejects what the culture has to say and sees just the lies that are spoken over us and that you'd be freed from those, um, those shackles that they try to, that they try to tie us down with. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's such a beautiful message. He wants to give us the desires of our heart and he already has. It's the thought that even is in our mind that leads us to like our next step of obedience. Mm. He's given us as a gift. And so, what we choose to do with that is totally up to us, and that is a privilege because, I mean, what a neat way to seek the Lord and his mystery and what he has for us. And so A Holy Pursuit is an amazing book, especially if you're someone sitting in this conversation nodding your head like, yes, she gets me. Because <laughs> that's me. I'm an Enneagram type three. And if anyone knows anything about Enneagram type threes, it is that we have to be on mission. We have to get something done. And so many times, like, I can't with the boredom that I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And God's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. If if you are that, you know, it's easier to strive and to hustle than it is just to be still and seek the Lord, then I think this message would truly change your life. So, thank you. I'm just grateful for you saying saying yes to your calling because it's led us to this conversation and hopefully so many other women to some freedom. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It sounds like the Lord's just done such a great work in your heart too, through being a military wife and 
saying yes to this podcast. And so I'm really excited about the ministry that you have going on through this. Thanks. That's so sweet. I'm like, yes, I'm so glad someone has recognized the change in my heart from military life because sometimes I don't. I'm like, okay. I was there with you. I did not want to be a military wife. So funny how God called it. It's so funny. Yeah. Truly. I'm like, oh man, it's just hilarious. He's like, I'm going to protect you and give you a little break from this Thomas guy (laughs) so that maybe one day when you return, like there'll be something more deeply rooted than just like your, you know, idea of what your wifehood is going to look like. And here we are. Yeah. It's, it's really humorous. And even just like the ways that everything has lined up and I'm sure you can say the same, Mm -hmm. but like everything has lined up to, from detail to detail of how I did not think I was going to have a podcast, but here I am. And so it is portable. Yeah. And I chased a corporate dream for a long time and it never worked out for some reason. And it wasn't like a bad workout. Just Mm -hmm. like I never felt as happy as I imagined it to be. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the milk and honey that I was like, oh, corporate life's for me. And so I started this out of boredom with a friend and it turned into like the greatest gift and one of my favorite communities that I'm a part of. And and then my husband says yes to this military slash aviation career. We don't know what it's like, but miracle after miracle of just like God's hand and favor inside of all of it led to this opportunity to even just stay in Birmingham and not have to move. And I, just like all the things God's like, I don't compromise. What at what like where did this thought come from that because you say yes to me, you're not going to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are called to lay down your life to me 100%. But. It's so that I can give you something greater than you could have created for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I have to have that margin, that room to work within your heart, Rachel. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I haven't learned it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll probably have another thought later today. But right now, I'm like, I'm really enjoying this coffee. <laughs> I love asking people this as we end the episode. But what's something that you're loving these days that you have to share with our listeners? Um, I'm reading a book by Elizabeth Elliot called Be Still My Soul. And to be honest, since, so I started the book writing process in 2018 and I really haven't had the time to like pick up and read a book from cover to cover. I may have read like one or two, but that I love reading. And so this is the first book that I've picked up since the book launch. And it's like a short, easy read, like they're quick little devotionals, but her writing is just so on point. And it's cool to think that she wrote this, I think in the eighties. Um, but it's just, the book has just blessed me so much. So I would recommend that book too. Amazing. I love book recommendations. Those are always my favorite when people share them. So yeah. Okay. We will be adding that to the cart (laughs) and to the show notes so other people can see what that's like. Well, I'm just, again, just so grateful for your conversation and your boldness and you just saying yes, that crazy enough has led us to this moment we get to share together. Where can people find you online if they want to know more about you or Deeply Rooted Magazine? The Holy Pursuit, all the things. Yeah, they can find um, my blog is dianejago.com. And then the book is called The Holy Pursuit. It's wherever books are sold. And then our magazine is deeplyrootedmag.com. Awesome. Well, we'll link all that in the show notes, but I'm sure people are like scurrying over because <laughs> this has been such a treat for me. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you again for having me. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.